0: Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club,
1: and enjoy the show.
0: Hey, Valentina. Hey, Paula. Hello, everybody that's tuning in. Welcome to the first episode of Pretty Mental. For this first episode, we wanted to share something that's really special to us, and that is how this podcast came to be and what it actually m- like really, really means to us. Yes. Yeah. And so like the meaning of it, I mean, we've, so I obviously, I have a degree in psychology and um, a master's or, or graduate degree in, in clinical mental health. So I'm a therapist. Uh, Valentina has a degree in journalism and sociology. And so we've always known that we wanted to work together I don't know why we've just always had that idea in mm-hmm. our head and i um, been trying to form
1: businesses since the lemonade stand days
0: yeah since day one we always wanted to create something together nothing ever held but suddenly I mean this project came about and it's just could not make more sense because it couldn't Um, so yeah, it really, the idea for the actual podcast started with an experience that Valentina had. So the
1: idea came to me when I did ayahuasca.
0: We are Colombian. Um, these plant medicines like ayahuasca are more commonly talked about and known in Latin America than they are here, although they're becoming more common here. I've never done it, but our family is aware of them and we have several family members that have experienced it. It is considered a plant medicine by um, the indigenous people of Latin America, of the Amazon. It's been used for centuries by um, just native people of the Amazon to communicate with the spirit realm for them. It's a, it's a spiritual practice for them. It brings the community together. Um You know, and nowadays people are using it for like healing depression, uh, anxiety. I mean, it's just one of the many, many practices that we'll get into. But yeah, so it's a brew from the Amazon. It releases DMT from your brain, which is a chemical that only comes when you're born. um, Your brain releases naturally when you're born and when you die. So as you can imagine, the experience that it opens you up to is very unique and for a lot of people, very healing.
1: Yeah, so my opportunity to do ayahuasca came about when one of my very best friends, Natasha, invited me to go take it with her. And I was extremely scared, but I have always been an intense soul searcher. Um, Anything that's going to take me onto a spiritual journey, I'll jump into. I was very, very scared. I cried the day of, but something inside of me was still drawn to it. Because I wanted to see greater, something greater than I, than what I was seeing internally. I knew that there was just more, and I took ayahuasca, and it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had. I, um, essentially, I, I died. Like my heart didn't stop, but I was no longer here, like on Earth in this dimension my mind opened up to another dimension. I saw my friend who had passed. I saw multiple people in my life who had passed and I, it's so hard to put it into words, but I,
0: yeah, I don't know. I, I, I mean like what I think, I don't know if you want to share this, but what did it teach you?
1: Oh, absolutely, to let go. To me, it taught me to let go. The entire journey was about letting go. I would feel this intense pain come over my body, and like literally, like my flesh was on fire, and my bones were on fire, and I felt nauseous, and just it was awful. And then every single time that that would happen, my friend said, "Let go." hmm by the friend who had passed like a month or two months earlier and every single time I would let go I would feel bliss mm-hmm. and like let go of control like let go of control trying like, to control everything right yeah. right because the pain would emerge every time I was saying like what is going on like oh my god is this like did I make the wrong decision ever is it like what is this and then I would feel all this pain from fighting against and trying to figure out what the heck was happening And then my friend would say let go and then I I would let go and it was euphoria. Like I was floating on this river of pure, like a womb. It felt like I was my mother's womb and everything was okay and everything was all right and it was just so beautiful and essentially it was like six to eight hours of me feeling pain every single time I would try to find answers or try to control that experience And then feeling intense clarity and just ease every time I would let go. Yeah. So.
0: How did that transfer over into your personal life or, yeah, your waking life? Well,
1: it helped a lot with anxiety. I had, and I still have anxiety, but nowhere near where it was before. Like, nowhere near. I I had very little bandwidth to deal with uncertainty before, and deal and I had like everything for me was up in the air you know I didn't necessarily feel safe within my own body my own experience I felt like nothing like I knew I was in control but I didn't really feel that and that's not even at least consciously why I went into ayahuasca for me it was more like let's do this let's have this experience I wasn't trying to get healed of much of anything more than have my mind opened up open up to what there is in this you know what else exists other than what I can physically see, um, and then that experience essentially just showed me that like there's so much <laughs> that you don't know. You see one percent of what actually is in the world that you either you let go now of everything of let, trying to let
0: be go tra- or be dragged, let go
1: or be dragged. Because dear God, you know nothing. So stop trying to pretend like you know. You know, just just be present and let go and breathe, breathe. Oh my God, breathe. That was one of the main messages throughout that experience. Was like just breathe, because the only way I was able to let go was focusing back on my breath and getting out of my thoughts, not being so heady. You know, just feeling my body and breathing. I
0: always tell clients, and obviously this is something I practice too, and the meditation experience that we both got trained in, Vipassana, is a big uh, bedrock of this. But literally, um, this notion of just come to your senses. Mm -hmm. literally come to your senses literally when your mind is spiraling and spinning come to your senses because your body is the one thing that is always here in the present moment our minds try to jump from the future to the past to the future to the past there we really have no influence we have no influence on what hasn't happened yet but if we're able to bring like our body is our anchor to the present reality and that's the only place where we can actually have impact on the outcome of things yeah but anyways, keep going. Yeah. The breath.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that was my experience, you know. And then afterwards, when we were coming down from the experience, I there was a, a friend that I had met there and we were just so we ended we didn't feel the first little dose of ayahuasca. So we ended up when the ayahuasquero it was what he calls himself, who was guiding us call us uh, asked for a second dose, we both went up. Because we it didn't hit us, and then that second dose just vegetized us. Yeah, and so it, took, it it wore off for us later than it did everyone else. And during that time, everyone was awake. They were coming to this dimension again. They were like talking about their experiences, and her and I were cracking up because we were like, "We are still in the other dimension."
0: While you could see like, everybody while else, we
1: could see everyone moving and talking in this dimension and it was just the craziest experience and we could not stop laughing and we were also like hilarious we were cracking jokes to each other we'd be in the middle of talking and then we'd like, float back in and stop talking and then <laughs> just mid-sentence dull out like Duh. and we were cracking all these jokes and then uh kj goes They need a podcast.
0: Mm -hmm. KJ's her boyfriend.
1: Yeah. And he goes, they need a podcast. Like they are hilarious because everyone was just like cracking up at us and we didn't even realize it. We were so in our own little zone and we were like, yeah, like just hyping each other up like we do need a podcast. You know, why couldn't we? We can do whatever we want. We just saw what the universe really is. We're the only ones stopping ourselves. (laughs) But like we got to make sure we actually do it because we know it's going to momentum's going to like drown out and like we got to do it. So she was saying she wanted to do a comedy podcast because she's actually like so funny. Realistically, I'm not gonna do a comedy podcast, you know. Um, but it hit me like I still want to do one. And then the next day, one of the most important things if you ever do a psychedelic medicine is that your reintegration back into oh my god,
0: the preparation like this is not something to be taken lightly. No, no, no. It's not a recreational. It's thing. not a recreational thing Don't, whatsoever. No, no, no. Um, we're not here to endorse it. We're just here to tell you if if people, the whole intention of this podcast is to share what everybody's mental health journey has been and what's worked for them. If it's something like that calls you do the research, you know, it needs to be done with somebody that is very trained in, in guiding you through it. The preparation process is really important. The integration process afterwards is probably even more important and
1: the p- person that guides you you need to do your research because that is a it, it can go sour and there have been experiences where it does go sour so you need to be with someone who can
0: really is trained and can just guide you smoothly through it because you are a essentially a baby I mean I always say like with these medicines anything that is that powerful can also it that that power if it's channeled correctly is extremely healing, but if it's taken lightly and tried to use recreationally or, or misuse, it can be pretty damaging. So, yeah, um, yeah that was just a little tangent.
1: Which is very important, yeah. Um, and where was I?
0: So you were saying like, okay, I'm not oh, yeah. gonna be so, a comedian. No, no, no.
1: The next day. Um, oh, the integration process like, for you. Yeah. Therapist sister. I'm ready to reintegrate into this universe. Yeah. Where are you at?
0: So she we, we
1: met up. We did a Beltline walk of two hours.
0: And yeah, we went walking out in nature and just talking about her whole experience and helping me process what I just saw, what I went through, what it means, what blocks
1: are coming up for me that I can break. Uh, it was really beautiful. It was. She held some serious space. You held some serious space for me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I'm glad that I could do that. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you reached out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah so a lot of stuff came up one of the things that so you told me about the podcast and like one of the things that came up too no. was that was like well,
1: yeah just the podcast but I think we came up with the mental health podcast together
0: while we were doing that walk while we were doing that walk yeah while you're doing like, that walk this is in a big part of it too was a part of like your journey towards inhabiting more of the greatest version of yourself mm-hmm. was learning to be more expressive oh yeah
1: oh my god it's fun mm-hmm.
0: I never forgot I that forgot that. yeah <laughs> can't believe you forgot that that was a very important piece of- <laughs> I did a lot of therapy work to try to help you have that freaking insight
2: it's so true oh god so for
1: so long I held everything in oh my god in. yeah I didn't know how to express myself I didn't know how to recognize the emotions I was having I knew that I either either i was just very extroverted or i was very introverted but i didn't know the times that i got introverted and you know not all of them because sometimes they were to recharge but some of them were also because it was a coping mechanism for not being able to deal with the emotions that were coming up
0: yeah you didn't you you would isolate yourself a lot mm-hmm. and you had a, a series of relationships throughout your life that reinforced your playing small and not expressing Mm
2: -hmm.
0: yeah so that was one of the biggest things that came up i
1: attracted a lot of um yeah
0: yeah people that wanted to take up space and not and she she just would recoil and like not not take up space not you would not speak your truth no not share your emotions with anybody no you just like ball it all up inside Mm mm-hmm And that was one of the biggest things too. like, I think the integration process for some reason that came up with the journey, like the podcast. And I was like, you know, what? like part of your journey is to learn to express yourself more. Yeah, totally. And if you're really going to like come across over into like higher qualities of mental health, this is you need it. Mm -hmm. Because Valentina's body would like express all her emotions physically, physically. And I was always telling her, dude, say it like if you don't say it. Is it like Freud said? Ford said a like lot I would of crazy get, well, things. So people
1: just know, like I would get sick or I'd be like really tired all the time. Like my energy Fatigue. would be warped and yeah. I wouldn't really know why.
0: Yeah. So anyways, this podcast was like, great. I'm like, this is, you know, you're like this is amazing. Freud said a lot of crazy things, but this is something I really do agree with. And it's that unprocessed emotions don't go anywhere. They like get piled up in the body and just find uglier ways of coming out. Yeah. So we need so, to process them intentionally and consciously.
1: So this podcast made so much sense. I was like, oh my God, this is my creative outlet. I'm so excited for it. And at the same time, we're like, I've been trying to like on the low make a podcast forever. Like My dream, my dream was to be on the Burt Show. <laughs> I love you, Burt. I will still be on your show if you hear this. My Ever since I was so young, I'm like, I want to be on the air and be like a DJ. Um, it's so great. Guys, she was very obsessed. Like, I'm still obsessed. Yeah.
0: When Valentina gets into something, it's very intense. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody in our family, but yeah. But
1: yeah. I'm an Aries, if that resonates with anyone. Um, and a Colombian woman. <laughs> Fire is real. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so... I, yeah, I've always been kind of drawn to being on morning radio, interviewing people for a minute. I used to interview some Atlanta artists for a YouTube channel I did with my friends and it, it just finally like, we're like, dear God, this podcast just makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. And me and Paul have been trying to work together and this is the perfect, like I'm obsessed with everything G- like growth, self growth, mental health. Yeah. You know?
0: And for me, the mental health conversation is so innate. I'm like, uh, yeah, like I, I, sleep i breathe i i talk mental health (laughs) of course i mean
1: my mom like our bedtime stories when we were younger would literally be like how to be more emotionally intelligent
0: (laughs) No, literally and i started reading like wayne dyer your erroneous zones when i was in seventh grade
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we were brought into this yeah um but even more than that i the other day paul and i were sitting down to having a little content strategy session and i every single time that i write m p m
0: well before we jump all the way to that tell a journey of coming up with the name and everything
1: oh yeah oh it's so the name came to me then i literally was like maybe it can be i think i had like three names
0: it just but, popped into no, your but head but that one was
1: like but but that's the one like that one really it really did just come to me I was yeah like, oh pretty mental i mean
0: and the funny thing i, I didn't like, really try for that yeah one. and i challenged it a little bit at first and i was like Ooh, it sounds a little controversial to me. I don't know. I mean, now that I'm used to it, I'm like, why? It, there's a double meaning in it for us, you know? It's also, like, destigmatizing, like, the fact that, like, we all have mental health struggles, please. It's part of being human, you know? hmm And, like, we all get a little nutty sometimes, you know? And, um... So pretty mental kind of means that, but it's also pretty mental. Like your mind is pretty, and it's like pretty mental health. There's so many double meanings that I'm like, wow, I love that name. So we stuck with it. So that's the name that stuck.
1: And Paul and I were having a strategy session, and by and I always write PM everywhere. PM, PM, PM. <laughs> she was like, oh
0: holy shit. Oh, hold on, yeah. It's when I I saw so I saw that, I just felt like a wave of emotion coming over my body. Um because that is what me and my cousin used to call each other was the pm sisterhood um yeah it's so crazy like even thinking about it so she was um like my best friend growing up very very close
1: we call her maria but we call her Ma- her name is maria but we call her Mitchis.
0: yeah so you might hear me hear say that. yeah you'll hear me say Mitchis. and um yeah. And so she actually committed suicide when she was 17 and I was 16. So that changed my life. And I'm actually going to get emotional t- talking about it. But it's crazy because when you lose somebody, it, grief is something that is so not linear. I mean, it's been so many years since then. And like, I can talk about it all the time. And then there's other moments where it comes up and just a wave of emotion goes through you you know so excuse me yeah so we had that we created the p.m sisterhood that's what we used to call each other and so I'm seeing that there and I'm like oh my god this is crazy her legacy is continuing you know and this is a mental health podcast so we that sentence I was just saying actually got cut off and we're coming back to the podcast now two hours later um, because Valentina's boyfriend actually knocked on the door and (laughs) he was surprising her because he's always traveling.
1: He ruined the meat of the story.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was in full, yeah, we were fully in it, but um, it was worth it. It was good to to connect with him. But, I mean, what I was saying was that, okay, so I told you guys about my cousin and how it's, it's crazy that the the PM thing, Pretty Mental, the initials are PM. When I saw that, it was just very emotionally overwhelming for me um, because I just didn't expect that. And it just gives a whole new dimension and meaning to this whole project for us, honestly, because I, I wasn't even thinking about that. When you go through a great loss or a great trauma or anything like that, you know, for years you kind of, I mean, at least for me, like I, you know, I I have, I've had to move on with my life. That person is still in your heart, but you don't think about it every single day. So it's not like I was thinking about her when we were creating this podcast, you know, but obviously the emotions and the love that I have for her are so deeply rooted in my heart and in my veins that that's just a part of who I am. And to think that this is a way for that sisterhood to continue is so humbling and just, I can't even put it into words, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. So
1: it gives it a deeper meaning now, you know, I mean, it it was always deep. We were excited to finally do something together and, and spread more of
0: We wanted to normalize mental health and having her energy. Honestly, it feels like her blessing. Mm -hmm. That's really what it felt like for me. I'm like, when I saw that and that that had happened without us even intending to, to me, that was really a message of it's her blessing of like, yeah, go go move forward with this. And it's important, um, you know, because she did commit suicide and mental health is a real thing. And I lost somebody in my life that was dear to me because you know, mental health struggle. So the fact that we are now doing something and we are basically, what's the word? Um, We, I'm like blanking, attributing it to her.
1: She's doing it with
0: us. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. This is, I want to, you know, when you're, when you're in the beginning of a book, I, I, this this book was written for... Forward? No.
1: Dedicated. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
1: 50 points for Valentina.
0: Yeah. I don't know. This whole podcast is, is dedicated to her and to that bond that we created. And she had so many dreams and we just hope that we can take that energy and spread love and on that note um just to give you guys a glimpse into the relationship that we had and into who she was I'm going to read to you a letter that she wrote to me at the end of the last summer that we spent together um so you can you know just get a better idea but so yeah I'll start now (laughs) She was like, uh, Paula. We always used to put a T and an H. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you did. We always used to put a T and an H at the end of any of everything. We were so annoying. Paula. Paula. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Our craziness never stops, does it? Every time is funner than the last. I love that. I Arrived here with uncertainty. I didn't know if he had changed that much. Now I, we, you know, she lived in Colombia, so we really like would spend our summers together. Now I realize that we truly are spiritual twins. And I know I can count on you for everything. The fact that we called each other spiritual twins and like that she's no longer here, but her presence is still foul and it's transmitting through this podcast just is so big to me. Um, And I know I can count on you for everything. You truly are the best cousin ever along with friend. I've had so much fun. I don't even know where to begin saying thank you. You are the one who made this summer such a happy one, such a crazy one. I seriously love you so much, and I'm going to miss you terribly. It hasn't hit me yet. That's how much I want to stay. I wish I could. I've never had so much fun with anyone. My throat feels choked, and I can feel tears welling up. How is it possible that I have to go back after everything we've been through? My mind is blocking the words, and I feel as if I'm going on a trip. But no matter how much time passes, we'll never grow apart. We have too many plans. We're going to Europe. We're going to get rich and party. (laughs) And they will come true because we're too stubborn to forget them. You are the best ever and I'm absolutely happy to see that we're so much alike. Thank you for taking me around, for taking me to so many parties and introducing me to your friends. I feel so at home every time I'm with you. This was kind of mean, but she said, <laughs> sorry, I, her brother, she goes, <laughs> she goes, sort of wish I could treat you for Eduardo. <laughs> that was her twin. Hopefully he would laugh at that. <laughs> so, so we could always hang out. Please don't forget to constantly write. And if you have trouble with anything, I hope you know you can count on me. It's cliche, but it's true. And it's crazy. Like, I'm not reading the letter, but it's crazy because I feel like she's like so many things like she's been watching over my life this whole time. Um, I'll be there giving you advice in rushes. haha. <laughs> Wherever our lives take us. We shall always rely on each other. You're one of those people who have truly touched my life who will always remain in my heart, whose friendship I will treasure beyond anything. I came here, and now I'm leaving, which sucks. Better off because you've touched my life. I wish you knew the extent of gratitude I feel, but words can't seem to really help me convey the feeling. I'm going to miss you so much that it hurts. Like you said, all good things come to an end. Except I'm not ready to accept the ending of this one. Paula, thank you. You are the most awesome person, and I have loved hanging out with you. I'll treasure these memories and hope against hope. I'll see you soon. If it's truly a year before we see each other, I hope it goes by fast. Never forget our craziness, our seahorses, and our PM sisterhood. Everything. Even the vanilla cookie candles. We really liked vanilla (laughs) cookie (laughs) candles. I remember that. Yeah. With love, Mitchies. And yeah, I mean, that was the last, like, we didn't see each other ever again. Um, and so then I wrote a letter to her f- that they read at her funeral because I wasn't able to attend. It was in Colombia and I just didn't have the chance to go. But this was my letter. I just remember she wanted to live life so much. She loved going out dancing and turning down the line of boys who were desperate for just one kiss from her. She was not willing to give out her kisses to any guy. Only one that she truly had feelings for. It's funny. I wrote this when I was 16. The things that matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She really loved, she loved taking pictures. She and I used to love going into clothing stores, putting on the cutest outfits we could find and pretending to be models. We would also walk around to every single food stand at the mall and ask for samples of food. (laughs) It was one of our many traditions. It's like such like, like cheap immigrant thing to do. I don't know.
1: (laughs) That was how we made lunch, man.
0: Another one of our traditions was going into Victoria's Secret and giving ourselves free makeovers with all the beautiful (laughs) makeup at our disposal. Mechie's was always obsessed with the makeup that would bring out her green eyes. She was so proud of her eyes. She truly believed that she was beautiful, which she was. Despite anything, she was a truly confident girl who sought out independence and to portray strength. No one would have ever looked at her and known how fragile she truly was. And side note that I think that's so important like so many of us are going about our day with our socially appropriate mask on you know like i've got it together and that's kind of like the whole reason for this podcast is because we all struggle we're human and we want to normalize that you know you can look at you can never know what somebody is going through just by looking at them anyways back to the letter um Yeah, no one would have ever looked at her and known how fragile she truly was. From the moment we would wake up side by side in my bed to the moment we fell asleep again, we would talk and laugh without end, always seeking to understand ourselves and life a little bit more. The summers we spent together, we would always say, were a little bit of heaven on earth. She and I both believed that they did not fall short of paradise. It was during one of these summers that we formed the PM Sisterhood. It stood for Paula and Maria, and it stood as a symbol for the love and joy we gave to each other. We used to make so many plans, and when we dreamed, we dreamed together. We were set on one day moving to Europe together and experiencing everything life had to offer us. I don't know why we were so stuck on Europe, but <laughs> um, maybe you and I need to visit Europe again. Europe the place to be. Yeah, okay. Back to letter again. <laughs> um, when we were together, we wanted to juice life for all it was worth. When we went to Hilton Head this summer, we used to go out every night and lay on the sand until one or two in the morning, looking up at the stars and talking about our dreams and our lives, making each other so many beautiful promises. She wanted to know when she was going to fall in love or she was going to ever let herself be that vulnerable to any guy. At the end of every one of our summers together, we would go out to dinner at TGI Fridays and treat ourselves to the most amazing meal imaginable. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it makes me laugh because we were like probably binge eating and <laughs> m- mental health issue <laughs> but, okay we would continuously continually feed off each other in constant hunger <laughs> to get the most out of each day mitchy's never complained she was always satisfied with whatever she got she was more than a cousin she was more than a friend she was my spiritual twin and she herself wrote in her thank you note to me at the end of the summer we truly believe that in spirit we are one person. She was my other half. I love that girl more than life itself and always will. God, this brings up so God. many emotions.
2: Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is crazy.
0: <laughs> we're literally bawling.
2: I was just, I'm like, laughing. <laughs> she's laughing because she's crying. Oh, God. This is... This is...
0: It's just a lot. It's a new emotion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's just. I can get through this. Okay. Wow. <laughs> just in light of what we're doing here, this just is so much deeper. But, um. She was my other half. I love that girl more than life itself and always will. <laughs> I will finish this by turning around the words she wrote to me at the end of our crazy and beautiful summer together and saying them to her. Mitchies, I'm going to miss you so much. It's going to hurt. Like you said, all good things come to an end. Except I'm not ready to accept the ending of this one. Thank you. You are the most awesome person and I have loved hanging out with you. I'll treasure these memories. And hope against hope. I'll see you soon. May the PM sisterhood live on now and forever. And may you, my love, rest in absolute peace. Wow. So, we both need tissues because there's like, (laughs) there's snot (laughs) literally bubbling at my nose. Oh, God. Oh, we need to start keeping tissues by our podcast because there's a therapy session. Yes. Give me that.
2: <laughs> oh, I just keep my towel. You know what's crazy? And like what was make like bringing out so many emotions. In me. Oh God. <laughs> I think I'm laughing because I'm just so uncomfortable that I'm crying into a fucking microphone that I'm going to then put out to the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh no! I'm gonna blow my nose. <laughs> oh gross! That's the other thing too is that me and Mitchy's had like, the darkest humor. You have to laugh yeah. in, in the middle of pain, like it's I don't. It's it's part of our experience.
2: Yeah. Um. It just brings back a memory of when it happened. I remember you, your reaction to it, and just thinking, "Oh my God!" You were 16, like yeah. a 16 year old. Just abruptly losing someone like that. It makes me like sad for you hearing that because I remember your reaction and you went crazy. Yeah. You went crazy. I literally did. I remember actually literally thinking (laughs) we're going to have to put her into a mental home because I had never seen you react that way.
0: It was the most. She taught me like her death taught me like. It it was the most powerless feeling that you could ever feel because in front of death, like we were all just ultimately kind of powerless. So knowing that it was such a final thing. yeah it was like a breaking was not gonna come back. it was like a breaking down of my psyche at that moment this is my first time ever experiencing something so fine like my grandfather died and that was really hard but it's totally different she suicide is different friend. and it's very confusing because you're angry with them for leaving you and you're also grieving you're really sad because they're not here so it's you know, the grieving process is not linear. And a lot of different things come up. And even... God, when was that? That was in... I think I wrote the the date down here. What year was that? Hold on, I'm looking through the journal. That I had written it in. Where is it? <laughs> oh. oh. It was in 2006.
1: What date was it?
0: Uh... I wrote it down as March 31st. Mm. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember.
0: It was in 2006. And yeah, obviously, that was years ago. And then certain moments, suddenly you just realize, like, whoa. You know, it'll still bring up emotions. You never know. when With grief, you just never know. But anyways, I know she is... She has blessed this podcast and... Now I'm so lucky that I can continue the sisterhood with my actual sister. And you know what's <clears throat> what's so crazy <clears throat> is that
1: last weekend we did a getaway to the beach, and we sat and just we just wanted to see the the moon and the stars. Paula did, and so she asked me to go with her, and we watched the sun go down, and then we literally stayed there till it was pitch black, and we sat there saying everything that we wanted.
0: Yeah, our dreams. And our everything. dreams that we wanted out of life. And as we were laying there with Valentina, I was like, oh my God, this is deja vu. This is what me and Menti said, what I said in the letter. But I didn't say that to you. That was mine and hers moment. This is mine and yours moment, you know? Yeah. But I feel like, I mean, she was present. For sure. And it was literally the very next day is when the PM thing just hey, hey. hit. And we're sitting there and it was like another wave of emotion. And I'm like, oh my God, that is what we're actually doing here.
1: And yeah, it's just meant to happen. I feel like this podcast was asking to be born
0: and we're so excited to share it with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to have you on this journey. We're excited for all the guests and everybody that's going to come on. And we're so honored and so humbled for all the beautiful people that have and will continue to share their stories and be open about what it's like to be human in this modern world. And to know that just because somebody looks like they've got it all together, it doesn't mean that, <clears throat> that they're not facing mental, emotional, and psychological challenges on a daily basis. Um, and to know that the more that we create a community for each other and support each other through this... That is some of the most powerful healing there is. Like, mm-hmm. We're social beings. We want to be seen for who we are. And we want to know that we can show up psychologically naked almost. And and it's still okay. And we shouldn't be scared that if other people
1: know I'm no longer in a safe space.
0: Yeah. Like, like everyone, you know. Somehow I should be ashamed that I've experienced depression when it's, A human, a normal human experience like most people have at some point or another tasted the feeling of depression or anxiety or panic attacks or whatever it is, however shows up. And those things
1: perpetuate and get stronger if we continue to just keep them to ourselves. And one of the biggest things that we want to do with this podcast, we're literally having people on talking about everything that they are going through, have been through and just their entire mental health journey and what that essentially a mental health journey is the journey of being human you the know? journey of
0: life it's a journey of life of coming to accept yourself and, mm-hmm. and learning what tools and you know what helps you and like i said earlier montina was telling her ayahuasca story we're not here to endorse or deny or take away from whatever helps different people obviously like you know addictions aren't helpful and We're going to promote healthy coping, um, but we're open to whatever different alternative strategies it takes for different individuals to heal and come to peace. And I think as we continue to promote this and it becomes more and more of a normal, everyday conversation, we'll see the repercussions of that in our society. People are hurting. Mm -hmm. Um even I think the way that we struggle to take care of our planet is a sign of that. You know, I think whatever is outside of us is a reflection of what's going on internally. Yeah. That's just what I believe as a collective society. Look at all the things that we've been manifesting. So through this podcast, our intention is, you know, just spread love and acceptance and to welcome everybody to the human family.
1: Absolutely. And I think one of the, I know one of the major things that we want to promote on here is, is, we are, one of the things that we do not want is any takedown culture, you know?
0: Like oh, it, yeah. That's really, I'm glad you mentioned that.
1: You were going to say some things that... So what is takedown? Let's give our
0: definition of takedown take Takedown culture.
1: culture is when you basically, like, troll someone. And when yeah. you bring them down because... Like, how
0: could you say it that way?
1: Right, right. Or, like, what an idiot. Like, she doesn't, she's an idiot. <laughs> like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And it's... No, like that's not what this is about. If you, if there's something that we say or that one of our guests say, um, that you disagree with, we are totally open to disagreements and totally open to differing viewpoints and perspectives, but don't hurt someone on your way there, you know, on getting your message out. Let us know. We want to promote communication. We, we want that. We want to hear your side. We're we're gonna go to our Instagram at Pretty Mental Official, okay. and let us know. DM us messages, comment to us, comment to us about what you think about our episode. Um, but don't don't hurt us, you know.
0: Well, and somebody probably will. They probably will. That. We're just saying the doors are open for communication. That is what we're doing here. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So if there's if there if we say something and there's a better way we could have said it, share it with us. We'd love to hear it. Um uh, that's another thing. I don't want people to be scared of stepping into uncomfortable conversations because they're not saying it right. And that happens a lot when we talk about privilege or when we talk about, you know, racial disparities or even mental health and that scares people off from having the conversation. So We intend to make this a safe space to explore and to learn together.
1: And to have uncomfortable conversations, you know?
0: Yeah. So, it's not the therapy room, but it's Pretty Mental. It's the Pretty Mental Health Club. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club. So excited that you guys are with us from the
1: beginning, watching us evolve, watching our interviewing (laughs) skills get to the next level.
0: Yeah all right okay (laughs) i'm excited yeah the pm
1: sisterhood continues
0: pretty mental
1: thank you guys so much for listening and for tuning in and join our community through following us and rating and reviewing our podcast as you go obviously it hasn't started yet so no pressure there but by episode one i accept five stars (laughs) um (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I love you guys.
0: I love you. And be kind to yourselves and to each other. Bye. Bye.